Hey guys! What's up, everybody? Welcome to Heart to Heart. This Wednesday night, we are in our great sex, which is why we are drinking bangs. Get wow. it? We are looking for bangs sponsorship. The innuendos have started already. If um, if anybody reps for bang energy drink, we will <laughs> we would love a sponsorship because we drink these to death. I'm pretty sure. And Heart to Heart needs money. Hey, let's not so, lie. <laughs> so if you represent bang, message us. <laughs> Guys, we have had a great time the last couple of weeks mm -hmm. talking about uh, just this very, very, you know, uncomfortable subject for some people. It's a sensitive subject in church. Um, churches don't talk about it a lot. The Bible has a lot to say about it. So we said heart to heart okay. is we're tackling the real stuff, y'all. We're tackling the, the, the topics that people want to talk about. Yes. And, and this, the last two weeks, um, being on the topic of great sex... It's brought out a lot, a lot, a lot of questions, Ooh. direct messages, emails. We have just been, I mean, as soon as the show is over, we check our inboxes and our emails and it was like, boom, 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 boom. So this brought up a lot of stuff that y'all wanted to talk about. And I think a lot of you probably felt very safe messaging us, whether it be on Facebook, going to michaelrowanministries.com. Both of our email addresses are there. And uh, as she said, a lot of people just saying, hey, you know, I, I wouldn't put this in a public form for everybody to yeah. see, but I've got questions about this or that or the other. So we thought we'd tackle one tonight. Yeah. And as always, if you want to have a question go live, we will try. We, we do watch kind of the comments and questions that come up. And so if we see one, we will try to answer it on the spot. But if not, you can always message us, inbox us, email us afterwards. We will always answer you directly. But if it's a good question that we feel like maybe other people are dealing with, or could deal with. We want to tackle it live so that you guys can all hear. So we have a question tonight. Um, it's always anonymous. So I'm going to ask it. I'm going to see. I, I answered this one, so I'm going to see what you have to say. Oh, great. And I don't know what the question is. I asked her to tell me what the question was before we started live. She's like, no, that's why it's live. I'm like, I like a little heads up on a sex question rather than like, but you're getting right now. This I'm hearing it with you guys. We're going to talk it out. We'll talk this out, but sounds good. Okay. So last week I found out that my husband has been looking at other women, saving pictures on his phone, looking at porn and making inappropriate compliments to female coworkers. I've been struggling with this. I thought my marriage was solid. He's a very good man. How do I handle this? Whew. Well, first of all, all those things are inappropriate. Um, the very best way for her to handle it. Uh, he obviously doesn't know that she's aware. And so, uh, you know, I would, I would put that in, let's just, let's flip it on you. <laughs> Not that you would ever do that, but let's just say I saw you liking or complimenting dudes. And, uh, I don't know, your phone was laying there one day and I noticed you were looking at pornography or something like that. And that's really not a wild thing, folks. There's just as many women bound by all these things as men. Mm -hmm. But anyway, if I, I would come to you, I would sit down, uh, and, and, and come to you, uh, heart to heart and open and just say, babe, these are things that are concerning me and be able to talk about it because there's probably a lot of men out there that would be petrified thinking they're, uh, they're going to storm out. They're going to leave them, you know, but if you really are truly committed to someone and love someone, I believe that you can walk through anything, but po both people have to be on board. Right. And that's something we cover in our marriage series. If you missed it or relationship series is you have to be able to have a safe place to talk. So I can see as a woman, if I found this out, being totally <laughs> upset, and you have every reason to be upset, and you have every reason to be um, hurt, 
but that woman's going to say, "Am I not enough?" Or why does he have to go? Yeah, off? she may ask that. She may, um, you know, I mean, it's putting um, you know, the issue of trust at hand. Um, I think the good thing here, with at least the things that this one brought up, was. Uh, you know, it's it's um, making the comments to someone. It's all the like what I call like gateway drugs into cheating, if that makes sense. The the actual physical affair, um, at least to our knowledge, has not happened yet. So it's things leading up where he is spark- it's opening the door. It's opening a door that needs to be shut immediately. And so if y'all don't talk about it together and you don't address um, the issues at hand and why it's happening and you know, where is he thinking? What is he feeling? Why is he doing this? If y'all don't have those open lines of discussion, then before too long, if you just let it simmer and you just know it's happening, but it's not really discussed, then then down the road, it could get to be so much worse. And the worse it gets, the harder it can be to come back from. Because that's every man's battle. Uh, any of you men watching out there, my mentor used to tell me, when it comes to pornography, there are two types of men. There are guys that deal with it and there are guys that lie. <laughs> it's and it's about the truth. We are in a sex-saturated society. And so unless you guard your heart, when the Bible says guard your heart because it's the wellspring of life, that scripture is in there for a reason. You have to guard your heart every single day. Uh, I know we were only covering one tonight, but just as a quick one, I was messaged by a guy who uh, it, he thought that that would all go away after he got married. He thought it would go away after he had children. Uh, and uh, he said, Pastor, you know, I, I, I deal with this daily. So I gave him some Christian pornography websites. Uh, I gave him some filters for his phone for accountability. There's so many. You have to position yourselves, guys, in order to beat this thing because it's a spirit. It wants to destroy your marriage. And so you have to take the correct steps together. Yeah. Together. Guys and girls are going to deal with it, but you have to be able to sit down and talk with one another. And as you said, say our marriage, our covenant is greater than these vices. Yeah. And I, I mean, I love the accountability partner. I think that was something I was even going to bring up. But, but men or women, if you're battling these things of wanting to look at pornography or wanting to flirt or, you know, looking at the opposite sex when you're married, you know, a good thing is to have an accountability partner of your same sex, <laughs> may I say. So men, find a man, a godly man that you can trust, a pastor, a friend at your church, um, women the same way. And when you're tempted, you know, it's kind of like having an AA sponsor. It's kind of, this is kind of your like accountability partner for, uh, I don't know, pre-adultery. I don't know if that even, if that makes sense. But like have someone when, you know, you're tempted that you can reach out to um, that can talk you through it or that can pray for you. That does not take the place of you going to your spouse. Right. But there is a different dynamic. Uh, women talk with women about different things and women understand feelings that may be hard for men to wrap themselves around. Right. Uh, and as well as there's a dynamic, you know, the, the world calls it a bro code, but you know. Well, I don't even know if as a wife I would want you coming to me every time you were tempted to look at something or or, you know, flirt with someone. I don't know if I'd want to hear it every time. So I'd rather you go to... Because <laughs> you might think I have a problem bigger than I have. Yeah, I would much rather you go and have a male friend that you could call while you're working through. Because it's an issue that has to be dealt with and worked through. And it doesn't mean it's always going to be there. But if it's something that you struggle with, you need to address it immediately so that it doesn't get a hold of you and take you down a road that is far worse. Yes. And so to end this little portion of our Q&A that we had with people that sent in questions, if you are struggling with these things, if you are are struggling with images and pornography and so forth. Uh, Triplexchurch.com is what I uh, is what I 
I throw that out, recommend to every person. Uh, it's called America's number one Christian porn site. It sounds like an oxymoron, <laughs> but it's actually people that were in the industry uh, that have been delivered from that. Uh, they're out of Las Vegas. They go to every adult convention. They have basically devoted their entire ministry to helping people break this bondage of sex pornography. Uh, and then uh, on your Android or your iPhone, you download the app called Covenant Eyes. Mm, yeah. Uh, and it's a great filter that basically sends a text or an email to your accountability partner if your phone has you know, come across something that's inappropriate. If you turn it off, it sends a text or an email saying it's been turned off. And then the accountability partner can say, why did you turn off the filter? Mm -hmm. So uh, these are just some little things that will help you uh, if this is robbing you of some of the intimacy. This should be directed towards your spouse and not a screen uh, or a fantasy or whatever it is. So we uh, we hope that helps you. All right. So we're bought, we're kind of, we're kind of diving into part three tonight of sex and we're talking about tonight uh, in the bedroom, in your intimate relationship with your spouse. Uh, is it an eros type of love uh, or is it an agape type of love? If you go thousands of years back, the Greeks threw out four different types of love. The first two we're going to blow through real quick. The first one was storge. And storge love is a, a family love. Um, you know, I think of it as a stork, like it brings the baby, it's family. It's, like. it's stork gay love. <laughs> stork. Storge love. Um, I've had people in my office literally say, Pastor, I was abused. Uh, I grew up in a, in a very um, strict, uh, demanding home. Uh, I, was, I was treated poorly sometimes by my parents. Tears would just begin to roll down their face, but they would say at the very end of it, I love yeah. them. I love them. They're my mom. They're my dad. I love them. Storge love is a family type of love. It's strong. Filio love is a friendship-based love. Uh, in our culture today, we would call it cliques. Yeah. You have filio relationships, right, in college and yeah. things like that. Those are people that you know. They have the same interests as you. You like to hang out yeah. do the same They're things. They're the athletes, the nerds. The hippies. The, hippies, the goth people. Yeah, the art Artistic. Yeah, that was all high school. But even in adults, you know, adults, a lot of people, you know, hey, uh, these guys like Harleys. These guys like cigars. Those ladies like shopping. And those are people that have a lot of the common interests that you do. And so that friendship is is a friendship type of love. Uh, the, the other three, uh, or I'm sorry, the other two we're going to focus on tonight when we're talking about sex and intensity because um, our, our world today, when you even think of the word love, it is the most misunderstood, misused word. I can say, I love my wife. Mm -hmm. But you know what? I love pizza. Yeah. And I don't know which one's more. Uh, no, yes, you do. <laughs> I love my grandmas, you know, uh, but hopefully I mean different things. <laughs> you love sushi. We love working out. You know, I, I love my children, you know, but the, so we throw around love so flippantly. Uh, and so what we want to do is can, tonight kind of uh, I don't know, help help us better understand what God intended biblically when it comes to love. So uh, the word eros, uh, basically, uh, again, talking about ancient Greece, uh, the root word from English uh, for eros, there's a word that comes from the word eros. And what would you say that word would be? Probably erotic. Erotic. So we get the word erotic from the word Greek eros. What do you think of when you think of the word erotic? Like um, 
<laughs> oh boy. This is heart to heart, folks. We say stuff. When I hear the word erotic, I it. think adult um, stores. Uh, so like adult toy stores adult or Adult toy stores. I don't know. Uh, you know, like you see driving down the highway. It's like a strip club and they're, you know, the flashing lights or um, oh, XXX yeah. or DVDs sold here. Like, you know, that the, that industry. Right. And so we can see by, I mean, you're, you're, you're a Christian. Uh, you're uh, a wife. Uh, you're a woman of God. And I said, what do you think of when you think of erotic? And you said, dirty stuff. Yeah. Basically, and that's what our culture has done uh, to uh, distort and twist something that God made beautiful. But when we when we think of the word eros, it's not just sex. It's not just adult industry. It's not those dirty pornographic things. It's actually love for a thing. Mm -hmm. uh, so when I have an eros love, it's not always sexual. It just is love for a thing. Uh, people have heard me joke about this over the years, but I, I love cheese. <laughs> I love, he does. I, I can literally say I have an erotic relationship with cheese, and a lot of people will go, well, "That's weird." But what it means is, I love that thing. I love cheese. I love it on salads. I love it on steaks. I love it on broccoli. Broccoli. Come on, people, <laughs> take that vile weed that is gross. Melt cheese on it, boom. It's a delicacy, it's beautiful. You can put cheese on a Frisbee, on an old shoe. I'm telling you, I just, cheese makes everything better. Never underestimate the power of cheese. And so, hey, there's my, there's my iPad going. So in other words, I love cheese. I don't love cheese for what I can do for cheese. I love cheese for what it does for me. Uh, I, and, and that is Eros love. Eros is a selfish for me kind of love. Uh, I'm not in this relationship so much for what, uh, you, what I can do for you. I'm in this for what I can grab out of it. And there are so many selfish, sexual types of relationships for what people can get out of it. Mm -hmm. Now, I said I love cheese. And uh, what if I was in the bedroom watching TV and I say, hey, babe, will you make me a little, you know, we'll, she slices up little cheese plates and things. And let's say you came in with like, I don't know, uh, Limburger cheese, you know, and I didn't really, I didn't notice it when you sat it down. I grabbed some, popped it in my mouth, pop, spit it out. I hate that cheese. You would look at me and say, I thought you said you love cheese. I do love cheese when it's the type of cheese that I like. I love blue cheese. I love port wine. I love cheddar. I love sharp cheddar. Uh, and that's because Eros is also conditional. It's, it's I love you for, uh, you know, a, a certain amount of time or a certain parameter. Uh, I love you for what you can do for me. And so it's a selfish for me kind of love. I love you because of how many people get into romantic relationships, even sexual relationships, uh, because of the way the person looks or because of how much money they have. Oh, I so many people. 90%? It's so funny. I was just, earlier when I was getting ready, I was watching a movie downstairs and this, a, a guy um, proposed to a girl and, you know, like she, he was way older and she was not into him at all. And he was like, she was like, but I don't really like you. And he's like, well, marry me for my money. And she's like, well, what if you, what if you lose your job and then I'm stuck with you? Like if you lose <laughs> Your money and he was like well, what if I die tomorrow and then you get all my money but he was basically saying like love me because I have money anyway yeah. I thought it was no it's crazy but here's the crazy thing about the Eros thing in intimacy if someone is sexually attracted to someone because 
they have a gorgeous body. Mm -hmm. What happens if that gorgeous body goes away? Typically the love is gone. I love you because you know, you have an, a beautiful face. And then I don't know, the dude gets stung by a thousand bees, right? And he swells up like Will Smith and hits, you know, it's all of a sudden, ah, I need another face to love. It's because it's so conditional. Eros is selfish. It's conditional. And so I love you because you have a lot of money. And like I said, the guy goes bankrupt. Oh, I don't mm -hmm. love you anymore because it's based on a condition. And then finally, Eros is temporary. It, it seldom, if ever, ever lasts. And that's why we see today marriages failing, people going through divorces, people cheating on one another, people isolating themselves from one another. I was talking with a, a friend, an old friend, and they were in different parts of the house, mm -hmm. you know, just coexisting together. And that's not God's plan. Yeah. And so those are because those relationships many times are based on conditional, selfish, temporary type thing. Yeah. Now, in contrast to Eros love is agape love. It's exactly the opposite of Eros. It's the way that God intended for a man and a woman to love one another. Uh, it's also the way that if you look in the Old Testament over and over and over, it describes God's love for his church. And so as Eros is selfish, agape is giving. Uh, when we got married, how, how did you want to love me? Well, I wanted to love you agape. Right. I mean, it wasn't like you, you wanted it to be giving. It right. wasn't like, oh, I, I'm going to marry Michael for all the things that I can grab out of this relationship. Yeah. Um, and so uh, as Eros is selfish, agape is giving. As Eros is conditional, uh, agape is committed. So if I'm committed to you, it doesn't matter if your body changes. It doesn't matter if your hair falls out and you're bald like me. <laughs> Uh, she was just saying. Hey, today, we've gone through we've gone through all these things in the last eight years. Oh my goodness! <laughs> we were laying out the pool today, and she said, "I looked over, and she said, babe, and I shaved for the program tonight, but it was bad. Y'all look like Santa Claus. It was just a big old white beard, and and she's like, I looked over, and I, she said, babe, you just looked really old. <laughs> I never for a second when she said that thought, oh no, your love is diminishing now. She's gonna love me less because she's committed to me. Eros is selfish, agape is giving. Eros is conditional, agape is committed. I like it. When I hear agape, it's like, I gotcha. Like, you know, I gotcha. Like, I gotcha. Like, I don't know. Like, if I your gotcha. Your word association. I, I know. That's how I remember things. I always like, so that's my, if you need to remember to love someone, it's like, you know, I gotcha. Like, your best friend, your, yeah. your love, you love them like. You should just say agape. Uh, yeah. Like, agape. Agape. So, it's, uh, it's. Eros is, is selfish, agape is giving, Eros is conditional, agape is committed, and then Eros is temporary because it's based on a feeling, agape is lasting. Now let's bring this to the bedroom. Yes. Okay. Uh, if I were to say, uh, if I were to ask all of you to comment, how many marriages do you know that in regards to romance, mm -hmm. intimacy, sexuality, sex, how many are Eros and how many are Agape? Overwhelmingly, I would guarantee that many people would say most of the relationships that I'm aware of are Eros. Um, you know, everybody wants to get, get, get out of the bedroom. Can I, can I tell you fellas, oh, you ladies too, a secret? You wanna, you wanna rock your partner's world in the bedroom? Then do the very best you can to say, you know what? When I get in that bed tonight, I'm going to try my best just to give. Give, 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 give. Well, here's the secret. If the other person 
is saying, all I want to do is give, 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 give. You got two people that are being so unselfish. That's a great way to have some incredible intimacy in a marriage because neither is trying to get, get, get. They're trying to give, give, give. That, yeah. That's a mind blower. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just got romantic eyes. <laughs> Uh, so uh, think about this for a second, uh, and, and let's discuss this. Why why is it in our DNA to want to receive rather than give? Why? Because we're, we're born selfish. I mean, that's that goes back to the garden. We're just we're selfish by nature, and it's you know it's it's not um, natural for any of us to want to be give to put someone, in front, to put someone in front of yourself to not get what you want or what you think you need and so to do that and to put the other person in their needs their feelings their desires before yours is just something that you have to actually like put work into it's not something that's going to come natural to you and so you have to i think you have to make yourself do it like you have to make yourself think like tonight or you know right now i'm gonna do everything i can to please him or please her um and not care if i get anything out of it you know but it's not it's something that you have to actually make the choice to do and this would it be would it be fair to say i don't know it'd be hard for both i think it would be hard for men because we're so caveman like in our sexual desires and sexual gratification but i think it'd also be hard for women we'll get a little we'll get a little deep here but uh you know when it comes to um <laughs> When it comes to, uh, how do I say that? I don't know, but I'm ready. What do you say? <laughs> okay, when it comes to uh, the wonderful things that happen at the culmination right. of sexual activity. Go okay, there. We'll just go there. <laughs> uh, it's it's pretty much a guarantee for men. Yeah, I mean, yes. It's pretty Statistically, much. Statistically, yes. Statistically for women. It's not. It's not. Matter of fact, uh, if you're to study on this or read literature on this, some women never. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of women every now and then. And so I would think it would be a struggle for a woman to go, okay, let's do this. Because knowing that I might not enjoy this as much as the man. Right. And so, to, but to to still say, I want to do this because I love my husband. Uh, if, 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 I, if I'm a part of that at the end, awesome. But if not, to still be as excited. Right. And I think the same, the same thing goes, I know for a lot of women, because maybe, you know, because of that, because maybe they don't always, they're not always satisfied sexually, you know, and so to them. As much as men. Yeah. And so sometimes to them, it's just not what they want to do. All the time, and so we'd come up with the oh, I don't feel good, or I've got a headache, or you know, all those, <laughs> all, all those things, and we got to get up early. Yeah, there's always something. I'm too tired of the kids. There's always something you can throw because it's like you know what, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna get anything else anyway. So why even bother? Why even bother? And so that's when I feel like for the men especially, they need to not always. I mean, think back to like your dating when you're courting each other, and just the intimacy that happens, you know, before sex you know like the holding hands the kissing like we talked about a couple weeks ago yeah the, all the foreplay leading up all throughout the day right i mean just last even just last night we were in the hot tub and michael came up behind me just kissing on the back of my my neck and i'd had like long i was so exhausted after like clients and clients and working out and i was just like leaning over the edge of our hot tub and i was just like no <laughs> he was like he was so cute he was like no no no, no. i said this isn't this i'm isn't not for, trying to, no no this isn't for that he i even like, said i'm not trying to take this anywhere. He was like i just want to love on you like and it was so sweet because i knew at that moment like okay he's not trying 
to get anything. Like right. he wasn't trying to get something for himself. He was literally just trying to show me some intimacy and some love and affection. But unfortunately, in a lot of marriages, if the husband starts, you know, hey baby, in bed and scratching the bag, you know, it's like, oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. And and literally, I, I wasn't trying to do that at all. I was trying to show agape love. Uh, and so I, I hope this helps you guys tonight uh, to understand in your marriage and in the bedroom, let it be agape love. Let it be giving, let it be committed, and let it be lasting as a scrap eros love that's selfish and temporary, uh, you know, and, 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 and really conditional. Yeah. Um, you know, but if I were to ask, you know, across the board, what would you rather be loved with? It would be unanimous. Everybody would say, I want agape love. But then when I asked, as I did a few moments ago, what are most of the relationships you experience? It's unanimous. Everybody wants agape. And I think that's why we're seeing so, so many marriages that are so dysfunctional. Yeah. I think so many marriages, too, just to end on this, they want the agape love, but they're not feeling that from their spouse. And that makes them seek out the arrows love to, more to, selfish, to fulfill to gratify that need um and so truly if both partners are loving each other with the agape love i got you i got you, I got you love i got you i i really feel like it, you know you you love me with agape i love you i have no need to fulfill something with the arrows love i have no need for that to even creep in to me where i need to go and fulfill that because you love me so wholly and so fully and so but that's oh, hot. That's romantic. Yeah. <laughs> but people think that eros love, it's they're they're attracted to the the, the energy the and the, yeah, the allure and the excitement. And, and I'm telling you guys, agape love is exciting. It is It's lasting. It is lasting. It is And it is dedicated, devoted. That's what you want in a bedroom. That's what you want in a bedroom, right? Absolutely. Hey, before we end the program tonight, we just wanted to not only give a special shout out to all of our 50 Club members, which are our monthly supporters, but also really, really make a heartfelt plea tonight that we would love to have uh, as we've had a few spots open up. uh, Around the country, and no matter where you're at, you can be a part of our partner program. Uh, It was about probably eight years ago that the Lord woke me up in the middle of the night and I always joke with people and say the reason I know it was the Lord is because I didn't have to go to the bathroom. It's <laughs> just face friends, when you're my age and you wake up at 3 a.m., there's a reason. Well, I didn't have to go. And so the Lord brought to my mind 50, 50, 50, 50. Then he took me to Exodus uh, and was sharing with me scriptures. And I just kept asking the Lord, Lord, why do you keep bringing up 50? And uh, obviously, um, I started researching it, doing some cross-references. 50 for the children of Israel was the year of Jubilee. 50 was the year that all debts were canceled. It was a year of celebration. And the Lord told me many, many years ago, He said, Michael, I'm going to raise up at least 50 people uh, or more, but at least 50 around the United States of America that would support you for $50 a month. And I said, well, God, that'd be awesome. I told my staff, they were like, why not the 1,000 Club? Why not the 500 Club? And I said, well, that'd be wonderful if someone wanted to support us <laughs> on that amount every every uh, month. But the Lord gave me 50. Yeah. And so then I went to the book of Exodus. We all know the story. The children of Israel were fighting battles. The Bible says that Moses raised his hands mm-hmm. uh, and there was great great winning, great victory. But the Bible says his hands, you know, it would get weary and they would fall. So the Bible says that 
the children of Israel came and two from the camp would literally come and physically, literally hold his hands up on both sides. And the Lord showed me that night. He said, Michael, when there is support, there is always victory. And so uh, we were in Israel, uh, just what, about two and a half years ago or so. And uh, Sam Philippe, who is one of the premier artists in Israel, he has done stuff for the Pope. He's done stuff for prime ministers, royalty all over the world. He has got some one-of-a-kind works of art. We went into his studio, and as you see right here, we saw this one-of-a-kind statuette that is symbolic of what I was just telling you. It's showing the children of Israel literally lifting Moses' hands. And so we got that so we could have it here in our home where we could literally, when I glance at it, every time I walk by it, it reminds me to pray for my 50 Club family. Uh, this is the 50 Club card right here that you receive if you become a partner. Uh, the 50 Club is a very, very special family of believers, right babe? Absolutely. Uh, if you become a 50 Clubber, you're a part of our closed 50 Club Facebook page. And one of the cool things is every 50 Clubber has our personal cell phones. Uh, when I told uh, our board, hey, I'm going to give my personal cell phone to all of our 50 clubbers, all of them said, Pastor, you cannot give your personal phone number out to people that you don't even know. And I said, if someone's going to love me, care for me, if someone's going to daily pray for us and support our ministry, the very least we could do is be a phone call away. Absolutely. Uh, many years ago when my dad had bypass surgery on his heart, I texted all of my 50 clubbers and said, hey, will you pray for my dad? But uh, one more neat story before we're gone, and that is I was um, having lunch a few years ago with one of our 50 Club members, and uh, we don't get to do that very often, but they're here locally. And uh, something really neat had happened on a crusade, and uh, I'd flown to Saratoga, Wyoming. Now, if you don't know where Saratoga, Wyoming is, you, you could die there and maybe never be found. I mean, it's a tiny little town. And uh, I had flown there uh, to do a crusade and a comedy night, uh, and so I was having lunch with a 50 Clubber and I said, hey man, would you like to know where your $50, $50 went this month? He said, Pastor, we love you guys. We know it's touching lives and, and we love supporting the ministry. I said, no man, I really want you to know where your $50 went this month. So he said, let me know the story. So I flew to Denver, Colorado to get a rental car, go five hours, I had to drive, remember that, through a blizzard. Uh, when I picked up the rental car and left the airport, the tank was empty. Now, if you've ever rented a yeah. car before, you understand that's weird. It's yeah. usually full. You return it full. So I took the $50. I filled up the tank, drove five hours through a blizzard. Uh, that night, I don't know, 40 or 50 people were there. The next night, 60 or 70. On the final night, which was the comedy night, there was about 85 people there in an auditorium that seated almost 1,000. <laughs> so Pastor and I are backstage. He just looked, remember I called you on the phone? He looked, he just looked discouraged and dejected. Looked over and said, Pastor, what's the problem? He said, Michael, we put this in the newspaper. We just envisioned this whole place being packed and there's only 90 people here. And I remember saying, Pastor, you, you never know what God's up to. So that night we did the comedy night. Folks, I kid you not, about halfway through the service, uh, from what I'm told, one of the biggest drug dealers in that town walked in and sat on the back row. At the end of the night, I gave a heartfelt plea to accept Christ. This guy ran down to the altar, threw drugs everywhere, gave his heart to Jesus Christ. It was amazing. So flash now back to I'm sitting here in Dallas at a table eating lunch with one of our 50 clubbers. And I looked at him, I said, you're a part of that. 
I said, you never had to get on a plane. You never had to drive through a blizzard. You didn't even have to pack a suitcase. Your $50 got me a tank of gas that would get me to Saratoga, Wyoming, where, where the pastor thought was an ultimate fail, ended up the biggest drug dealer in that town gave his heart to Jesus Christ. And he was a part of that. And we need, we need some of you that watch Heart to Heart every single week. Maybe you're listening to it on iTunes. I get texts every week from someone listening to it on, uh, on iHeartRadio or, or watching it on YouTube. We need some of you to make sure not only that Heart to Heart continues, but that this ministry can go forward. We are a faith-based ministry. And folks, the bottom line is... Uh, we don't ever know from weekend to weekend. We don't know what love offerings are going to be. We don't know who's going to bless the ministry. The 50 Club, our family, is the one thing that we can count on that we know will be there every single month. $50 may not seem like a lot to you, but to a faith-based ministry, it means the world. So the information is coming up on the screens. Perhaps maybe you're watching or listening right now. And the Lord's speaking to you right now. Don't delay. Go to michaelrowanministries.com, click on the 50 Club button, mm -hmm. uh, and one of us, Stephanie or I, will call you. It is not a secretary. It's not some intern 20 down the line. You will hear, especially from us. Yes. And babe, we've supported ministries. We never heard from them. Right. Uh, we get a form letter at the end of the year. Thank you for your donation. And I didn't ever support a ministry in order to be so buddies. Yeah. No, I, I didn't care. But... I knew the 50 Club would never be this oceans Massive. of people. All No, it's a, it's it's, a small... It's our family. L like, literally, they're our family. When, when they... We get prayer requests texted to us all the time. I need, I need a new job or my kid's going through this. And I'm um, having a surgery that, next those week. Those are things you text or call your family for. And that's what 50 Club is to us. It's, it's a family of people that believe in us, believe in our ministry, believe in heart to heart, enough to financially and prayerfully support us on a monthly basis. Yeah. And so even if you're watching right now um, and you just want to comment, I'm interested in 50 Club, we will reach out to you. If you go to the website, like we said, there's a form you can click with just your information that gets us and we will call you. Um, nothing's automatic. It's all personal. We will call you to set you up. It's not something that you sign up for and it's like a form you fill out everything is personal with us no i was out in ministry this last weekend a uh, wonderful couple i was in west virginia and uh fairmont west virginia a couple came up to my table and said we would like to be a part of your 50 club family i personally will be calling them tomorrow talking to them on the phone they'll have my phone number uh, and they'll be set up on our family so would you consider $50, folks. I mean, cell phone bills are more than that. If you got a family of five, you can't go to Pizza Hut for $50. Matter of fact, you and I went to the movies and got snacks. It was almost 50 bucks. Mm -hmm. Your $50 keeps this ministry moving forward. Would you do that today? So head to the website, and then one of us will contact you. We'd love for you to be a part of our family. Hey, that's all we have for this week. Uh, join us uh, next week as we close out our series on sex. Yeah. Only one, one more. more We're going to talk about sex one, one more, more time. Uh, and so we want to bless you before we go. So put your hands out like this. Let us bless you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. May he cover you with his name, the name of Jesus. Father, for all of our family, friends, especially our support family, bless them with favor unlike they've ever known. And Father, bring us back together next week. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Have a wonderful week, wonderful weekend, and we will see you next Wednesday as we finish Great Sex. Bye-bye.